Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. What kind of programs does a school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. We should have shame as, like, a monthly holiday. I celebrate shame every day in my personal life. I don't know about you. (laughs) For me, shame is 365 days a year, honey. Please never say honey like that again. Honey. No, actually, though, there should be Pride Month in June and then shame for the month of July. Because I feel like, honestly, with all the shit that I do, I do need, like, some shame to process, like, you know, what exactly happened. Shame is a very useful emotion. Oh, you found? Yeah. Well, shame is one of those... Well, okay, I guess, like... On the one hand, shame is kind of like a landfill emotion. Yeah. On the other hand, I think shame, like embarrassment, in a way, is like social caution tape or like a social Mm. bumper. It's Mm. like, it's the same way that like pain lets you know to not stop doing something. Like pain is like your body being like, don't do that. That's bad for you. Mm. I think shame is kind of like that, but about your behavior so you mm. don't do it again mm. but i don't think it's as like cut and dry as pain yeah is. Cause it's pain not always is like, useful yes because shame can be very extremely valid and there are things that you should be ashamed of but then there's also shame that is totally grafted onto us by society by other people what have you right for example tonight when i go to a party at the boom boom room and inevitably get monkey pox I will experience shame. I 
What? I don't want. I'm not gonna ask what monkey no, box is. No, like, this I is not that podcast. This is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> but what we will discuss is the boom boom room. Let me tell you. Do you like or do you dislike the boom boom room? Um, boom, boom, I've room. had fun there. Me too. I feel like it's it is a completely overrated. I've had fun there, and I've also found it extremely lame. Yes, I think it's a v- extremely overrated New York institution that is also iconic and you can't help but feel a type of way when you're at a the last there. time i was at the boom boom room was with you um for Wait. the after party for the out pride dinner at which i had a 102 degree fever oh wait but did you stay for Lil kim i didn't stay for Lil kim but i went up briefly to the boom boom room wait was that the la- yeah that was the last time i was there i was there was, i was there some other time before that I will say like that right around there that I can't remember. That why. party is very easily the best party I have ever thrown. And I can take like a lot of credit for how well that party went and the queens that I booked to do backup for Lil Kim and like I feel like I hauled ass as did the out events team. Did you ever see content from the Madonna party at the Boom Boom Room? The one that was like, the Boom Boom yeah, Room is un- back. Un- unfortunately, I, I have. That was one of, what, truly some of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And everyone knows how much I love Madonna, but that was, she, she should have stayed home that night. Getting into that party was actually the most difficult party I I've ever gotten into. And I have gotten into a lot of crazy parties. But like, that was like, a labyrinth of gay nonsense. And you know the Boom Boom Room, for those that, the virgins that, at home who don't know, it's like a truly like multiple elevators and like a labyrinth of like halls and mirrors and staircases that kind of lead to the same places, but it's still really difficult to navigate sometimes if you're like, you know, drunk or coked out. And I basically got into the party by like sneaking in through one of like the back elevators by following a group of people that I thought was VIP or whatever. But like every corner of this party was like crammed with like B and C list, like gay celebrities or whatever. Like I was like elbow to elbow with like Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper who were like yanking each other by the arm to get through this like sardines crowd of people. And like Adam Lambert had like his like shoulder pads with like studs on them, like muscling through this like crowd of Madonna faggots. And let me tell you, you probably know this already. Madonna fans are the worst class of people. That's you know, we're speaking of people who stand pop stars. I think it's very hard to call any of them the worst. Yeah, that's um, true. That's but, true. That's but true. But sure. It's like Madonna stands are like, I would say generally like in the context you're talking about, like a sort of older white man, white gay man. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I, yeah. I think there are, you know, worse stands out there. Anyway. Yeah, true, true, true. There are, you know, it was, it was a uh, too flippant to say the worst. There are so many stand bases um, to take that title. But um, Madonna, you know, obviously she did like, I think four songs, which were actually like, she was great. But like after her performance, she was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring up my friend Zachary Quinto and we're going to raise some money for, LGBTQ homeless youth. It's like two o'clock in the morning. And this this venue is like, I mean, the Boom Boom Room is like so, so illegally packed with like 
Madonna fags that are like coked out of their minds and have been waiting for hours for Madonna and don't want to be there for the fundraising portion. It was insane. The thing about Madonna is that Madonna does still think it is at the at the latest 2003 maybe yeah. 2006. <laughs> Max. So that is that is truly the setting of any um you know interaction with her. I have also really had funny. my own pride experiences with Madonna, yes, slightly tell more me. positive. So is this turning into a Madonna episode? I Love mean, that. it's pride um, after all. It is pride. So the on the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, you know, Pride 50, I interviewed Madonna for out and that was crazy to talk to Madonna for 10 minutes and then saw her. It was the first time I'd, I'd ever seen her live. Saw her. Oh, you got to um, see her concert after. When she performed at the pier. Um, truly incredible. She did four songs and it was amazing. Um, and then I saw her again that year when she was touring um, Madame X. <sighs> I love Madonna. I don't love Pride as much, you know, I guess because we are people whose work centers queerness. 365 days mm-hmm. a year, 12 months, 52 weeks. Baby. Um, and by the time that this month rolls around every year, it's exhausting. We also both, you know, have worked places where we had to lean into the very, you know, like corporatized, uh, hello, fellow gays kind of pride we have ve- we have a very cynical outlook on the state of pride and lgbtq and lgbtq media in general i think yeah i mean i haven't i haven't not worked during pride since i was i don't know like 24 same maybe you know like my whole adult life pride has been a thing where i was either working parties working as a journalist Working as a, like a corporate queer, and then this year even we're still kind of working during Pride because yeah. we're making this podcast and we're doing our show in New York. So I mean, it's great because like you know the girls get their coins during Pride, and that's fab. But also, it's just not something that I care about or have any real stakes in. Yeah. It's just like we are, you know, cynical queers who know that this is a good time to get like attention and money um, because it's unfortunately the only time of the year that, you know, culture at large is willing to give us those things. Yeah. And I feel like that the way you feel is kind of how a lot of people feel, right? Like I think that there's just like a cultural exhaustion around the pride industrial complex and like, you know, the June one memes, like we see it in that, right? Like, but I, I don't know. It, it kind of bums me out sometimes because capitalism really has ruined it for everyone. Like capitalism and police and all the other things that make pride something very icky and it doesn't feel like it belongs to us anymore. But like really like pride in its best form or the best version of pride is like when you do it on your own and it has nothing to do with like the parties you go to or the programming that you figure out or like, you know, the coin that you make. It's about finding excuses to take off work. That's literally it. It's just like figuring out how to avoid work and doing something dumb and gay and slutty instead. I do feel kind of haunted by pride. And there was actually a summer where I was hunted by pride. One summer that I spent in Europe, 
I was traveling a bunch and every city I went to, it would be Pride in that city that weekend. And I had left New York at the end of June. So I left Pride and then went to Europe and like every new city I went to, they were like, oh, this weekend is our big Pride Parade. And I was like, no, I'm being hunted <laughs> across across a continent by Pride. International haunting. That's and people so would be funny. like, do you want to go do a Pride thing this weekend? I was like, please, no. Just Wait, take me, don't make take me. Take me to a club and give me some speed. <laughs> Oh my god. I I mean, I love international prides. I've been to a lot of different kinds of prides. I unfortunately am the opposite of you. Slash, I'm like uh, the opposite of everyone. Like, I really love pride. And I... You're disgusting. I love this month and it enlivens me and makes me happy. You do? Yes. You love this month? Yes, because, babe, like... You're so pure, Fran. But this is what I'm saying. I don't love the month because I'm going to go to the fucking parade. You know what I mean? Like, I don't love this month because, like, I'm, like, going to go to fucking Harry's Shaving Company's, like, cocktail party or whatever. You know what I mean? Like More like, more like uh, cock-sucking parties. <laughs> you know, like, I don't care about the spawn con. Like, I'm telling you that when the I'll clock... I'll give you a cocktail. <laughs> when the clock strikes June 1... I will not do anything that I don't want to do. Period. Like, I will not do it. And that, I think, is the mentality that everyone should have around this month. Because, you know, it depends on what your job looks like. But, like, you really can maneuver your way into, like, really not doing things that you don't want to do. You know, and I want to validate that because we have had to have some annoying conversations with people this month. Mm -hmm. And I love that your taking no shit from straight people attitude is on a thousand this month. Oh, I I know what you're referring to. (laughs) And it is great because I like, I have, you know, sort of like a low level, um, like apathy uh, about all things, 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. Um, But you, I think, especially during this month, just, absolutely have no time for cis hetero nonsense no time i love that i have gotten to benefit from it (laughs) rose is referring to a very specific incident that we can't talk about on camera but um i did chew someone out recently well we're only on camera to each other we're not on camera for the listeners look look mama i come camera ready we are camera ready you look stunning you have beautiful blonde hair luscious locks the virgins should know you like you're you're back to blonde baby and you need no, to stay I didn't, the color did not change at all i just got a trim and a blowout i know but it it's looks just that my hair looks disgusting all the time wait do you want to know but why? your hair looks more blonde do you want to know why i got my hair trimmed why because yes covered in cum oh. yesterday no <laughs> um but still sex related yesterday i was hooking up with someone and they very sexily were like, oh, I love your hair. Like, you know, the blonde is so hot. Um, and then went to tenderly, um, you know, uh, run their fingers through my hair and couldn't <gasps> because it was so tangled and dry and knotted at the ends. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> and, no. And I thought, well, I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. <laughs> um <gasps> Wow, that's so, that's pretty. Did did he notice, or were you able to like shrug he it off? Kind of. He kind of like. Um, he was nice. He didn't recoil. He, <laughs> he did not recoil. He, you know, um, 
gracefully pulled out of my hair um, and did not try that move again. Um, but it was a nice, oh you know, sometimes, sometimes the, the universe calls you in and says, honey, it's time. It's time. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So, do you have, like, a favorite Pride memory? Yeah, I was actually just talking to our friends Coco and Mars about this. Um, I My first year in New York, I, you know, didn't really think I was going to live in New York. I thought I was going to just be here for a graduate certificate program and then, like, you know, move to the mountains or some shit. And I experienced basically my first, like, big city Pride and had never seen so many queer people in my life. And that was the year that Domo was struck down. And so Pride was particularly lovely. And that was also the year that Gaga gave a surprise speech at the New York, like, opening rally or whatever. And I remember lining up, like, waiting in, since, like, noon to go see Gaga speak because I had literally never seen a celebrity before in my entire life. 
And her speech was beautiful, by the way. It, like, made me cry. It's, like, on YouTube somewhere, but she talked about... I, I hate that I'm recounting this, but it really was beautiful. She talked about how... She said love wins. No, well, I mean that too. But she said, um, she was like, you know, a lot of people like to say to me, Gaga, I knew you when. Like, I knew you when you were, you know, playing at piano dive bars. And like, I knew you when you had like, you know, no social media followers or, or whatever she was saying. And she was like, and now I get to say to you, I knew you when you didn't have rights in this country. And like, I knew you when you couldn't get married. And like, <laughs> like it was, it was really beautiful. She, she's delivered in a much better way that I'm doing. Um, and then she like transitioned. She was like, um, I would like to thank Mark who does my hair. And I would like to thank John who does my makeup. And it's like, she was just thanking all of her gay friends. It's so beautiful. And then she sang the Star Spangled Banner. But instead of saying that flag was still there, she said, that pride flag was still there. And she pulled out a pride flag. Um, anyways. We are really discovering that Fran is like a yes god. No. Um, <laughs> like a Chase it's, Bank it's, it's literally It's girl. literally the only time I've gone into a, gone to like, you know, a sanctioned rally or whatever. But like, you have to know that like, I was coming here from cornfields in Indiana. I was coming from a place where you could scroll and then you through. Got, and then you got corn holed <laughs> in Williamsburg. I wish. I was coming from a place where you could scroll through the entire grinder roll in like two minutes, and that was all the gay people in your like you know square mile radius. Like all the gay people on grinder, on grinder. You know what I mean? And I just like I I had just felt so overwhelmed by that feeling of being surrounded by queerness. And the next day, I accidentally wandered into the Dyke March, and Edie Windsor was like a surprise. Is is the moment. The moment, if you've never I been. also do love the Drag March, which is... Oh, really I've never seen that, actually. The um, Drag March is great. It it starts in the East Village in Tompkins Square Park, I believe, um, and ends at Stonewall, and everyone sings Over the Rainbow. Of course it does. It's very sweet. Although I had a really horrible um, dysphoric experience the last time I went to the Drag March. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Well, it was the year that... Pearl put me in drag <gasps> for her YouTube channel. Oh, God, that would make me feel insane. And it was really cool. But then I went to the drag march and just felt like everyone thought I was a drag queen and that I yeah. was a dude. And it no. was like the most psychotic I've ever felt in public. It was really crazy. And then I went to a lady fag party afterwards and my friend and I were like we can't deal with this right now and went back to his apartment and just railed a lot of ketamine oh that's nice so that was not my favorite <laughs> pride memory <laughs> oh um at the dyke march there was like a surprise basically I was like I wandered out of an H&M into the dyke march on accident and that I was is like kind of a metaphor right <laughs> it really is it really is and i was like what is this for your and it's whole just life like, you know just like lesbians like drumming <laughs> with their tops off and i'm like wow i'm home mama and then there were these wandered out of an h&m into the dyke march so beautiful that should be on love victor and there were all these lesbians holding up this huge dyke march banner and they lifted up the banner and from underneath the banner crawls out, you know, five foot five, Edie Windsor, back when she was alive, the year that Doma was struck down. So she is the literal superhero of this moment. 
And she comes out from under the banner and she's wearing a t-shirt that says, nobody knows I'm a lesbian. And I was just immediately started crying. Like I just looked at her and was brought to tears. And that was like a really crystallizing moment. Like that weekend, I was just like, I've never experienced so many kind of like queer magical things in a row. There was more that happened that weekend. And I just kind of got addicted to that feeling, I guess. But like, I mean, obviously those things were like very pridey, but like pride sanctioned events aside, like that magic happens all the time. Um, A horrible pride memory that I have. Well, this is actually kind of dark, but it's also was, I was writing about it yesterday and infuriated me. Um, Remember the year that Nick Jonas was like, gay baiting out the wazoo yeah i do so that was also the year which i support which you support i mean his thighs are incredible um there's actually a buzzfeed video of him reading a tweet of mine about his thighs but this was unfortunately the year of the pulse nightclub shooting and he came to the fucking vigil in new york for pulse and gave a speech and i I was like That was, it was so disgusting. And I remember being in the crowd and being like, what the fuck is happening? And everyone in the crowd was confused. But that just goes to show it's like, girls, like celebrities, like get your shit together. Like, what are you doing? Like, know what space is yours and what isn't, you know? I think that my favorite pride memory, I mean, I'm sure there are some like more ephemeral moments that are maybe like truer, but... I do think that watch so um, one year I threw um, when I was still working in nightlife, I threw this pride rave called Oasis mm-hmm. and um, Charlene performed because she was kind of like our she was like the satine of our parties, <laughs> like at a la Moulin Rouge. Love that. And she took her first shot of estrogen when she started transitioning on stage at this rave full of like a thousand people she did uh, yeah i didn't know that while she while she performed um fruit by marina i love fruit and it oh was like truly one of the most transcendent communal experiences i've ever had i like started sobbing it was like incandescent it was amazing also one year i threw a party where we had um, drag queen mud wrestling, which was pretty fun. Ooh, that's fun. In New York? That was, a, that was a good pride, yeah. Wow, I love that shit. It was very messy. I have so many good memories of like going to Reese. I'm going to Reese this Sunday, skipping all the pride Oof. things, all the marches. Like, couldn't be me. I'm going to go to the beach. Let's go to the beach, um, each. <laughs> each, let's go get away. I never want to go to Reese again, ever. I hate it. What? Yeah, I want to go to a nice beach. Reese is the best beach in the world. No, it's not. It's but really not. Just because it's covered in garbage and the and the water looks like sewage, like what? Yeah, like, and it wrong? takes like seven hours to get to. Yeah. So what's wrong? What? But that's not the. You point. might as well just go to Fire Island. It takes the same amount of time. It doesn't take the same amount of time. First of all, second of all, I mean the Fire Island beaches are amazing, but 
the experience of Fire Island is kind of horrible compared to, like, Reese, I feel. Like, <laughs> I just, just, we are different girls. And, wow, you know. really? I feel like yeah. Reese is, like, crunchy, queer core. Like, I've never seen so many top surgery scars it in my is, entire like, life. It is, like, Reese is, and, and I like that part of it, but, like, it's just the whole, like, <laughs> like Reese is giving, like, queer exchange Facebook group vibes. And <laughs> that is not that my is, tea. That is kind of the vibe. But I, I don't know. I just think it's so beautiful. Reese Beach is someone posting, I have half a margarita pizza in my fridge. Does anyone want it? And the first comment is, is it gluten-free? <laughs> that is exactly it. Which is an actual post that I've seen on Queer Exchange. Oh, <laughs> is it really? Yes. One time I saw, not on Queer Exchange, but one time I saw a post on Facebook that was like, does anyone want to come over and help me eat this gluten-free brownie penis? that I have from a bachelorette party. And it was like the biggest, ugliest, gnarliest looking penis made of brownie mix that I'd ever seen in my entire life. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Okay, well, let's wrap up our final Pride bonus episode by looking back on this Pride season, uh, which has both flown by and dragged on. And uh, let's do this housewife style, or as producer Phoebe said, queer commune style. Queer commune Um, house meeting style. Queer commune house meeting, yeah. Um, Is there something we can hold to show who's supposed to be speaking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) A a, a crystal um, dildo. Yeah, we pass around. Well, I actually hold on one second. <laughs> go get your rose quartz dildo. I'll go get mine. Just kidding. I don't have one. I have a little bottle of the lube, the Dakota Johnson lube. <laughs> I actually had drying in my in my sink my my crystal butt plug, Ooh, which wow. I used yesterday. That's very stunning. Um, and which I cleaned off after I used it. Clean your sex toys. Very smart. Um, so I'm holding it. So I'm the what we're now going to reveal to each other is our rose, which is appropriate because my dildo, my my crystal dildo has a rose on the end. Uh, I Um, would compliment it, but I'm not allowed to speak. Our rose and our thorn of pride season. So here's mine. My rose of pride season is that I got a literary agent and am making really great progress on my book. Which is like not pride related or anything, but like whatever, it is what it is. The th- and the thorn of my pride season is I could do my rose and then come back to you. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm handing you Yeah, hand me the friend, crystal dildo. Handing you the crystal, crystal butt, butt, butt plug. plug. Um so now you tell me what the rose of your pride season has been. Okay. Well, first of all, I feel like you know, you said, oh, that's not pride related, but it is. That's the thing. It's like, if you're doing something for yourself, that's pride, mama. Right. Also, because probably if and when I sell it, I'm sure they'll give it a pride release date. No, really. Like, I'm, It'll be I'm, coming out June 2024 or something. Oh, God, that's probably true. I mean, maybe not, actually. Detransition Baby didn't come out um, during pride, I don't think. Um, oh, so that's my only comp? I mean, it is unfortunately, yeah. There are no other trans novels <laughs> like it. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, there's like what Nevada and like that ne- did not get anywhere near as close in popularity as like Detransition Baby. Although the republication, maybe I don't know. Um, anyways, I was just gonna say, for me, Pride is we all have this icky memory association with ugly ass rainbows. Yes, the rainbow is ugly and we are admitting that here on this podcast. And the updated rainbow is even uglier. And like, I don't know, we can be as cynical as we want, but like for me, like the things that define pride and my rose for pride was seeing whole pics, um, which is Mother Teresa's drag show here in New York where she curates just an, an exquisite panel of drag talent. And the show is a true, like, piece of theater. Like, all of the songs bleed into each other. There's no time between songs. They're, like, little sketches throughout. There's an overture, but she calls it an overture. And she'll just, like, play a song. Like, she'll, like, blast a Sophie song. You'll sit there and wait, and then the drag will start or whatever. Um, But it was, like, one of the best drag performances I've ever seen. Props to everyone that was involved in that show. And then afterward, just, like, hanging out with everyone, ordering chicken sandwiches. I did ketamine with my ex. And then, like, smoking cigarettes and talking to everybody. And at the end of the night, it was, like, 2 a.m. And I, like, never go home that late ever. And my friend Cheeky was like, oh, do you want to, like, bike home together? Because we both had to get city bikes and bike home. And, like, it was a full moon. And I, like, lit up a joint. And we just, like, biked down 
the empty streets of Brooklyn on the way home together, just talking about like how much we love drag and how good that show was. And like, I don't know, it was so like cinematic and beautiful. And like, I don't know, moments like that, like just like make me so happy. Like literally like the stuff of life is like all that you need during pride season, honey. Um, that, that, that sounds lovely. We need thorns. Okay, so my thorn this Pride season has been, well, that thing that we can't talk about on the mic. That, that thing that we can't talk about on the thorn. mic. <laughs> but if I'm being sappy, my thorn this Pride season was being so far away from you all month. No, so But sad. that's why these special Pride bonus catch-up episodes have been so nice, because it's an extra, you know, um court appointed time that I get to see your face every week. It is it has been really nice to to show up and just catch up and key. But also I'm so glad I get to see your face IRL so soon. Oh wait, so on, the, on the day that this podcast is being released, I will be in your arms. Yes, that's true. Okay, what is I'm throwing the dildo the butt plug in your face. What yes. is your thorn? Um I haven't had that much sex to be honest. I, I should probably say, oh, it's been so sad not seeing you two rows. But that would kind of feel like, you know, kind of cheap. But that yeah, has I wouldn't. Ex- I would not accept it. I feel like you would. I feel like, I mean, but that that is true. Like, it has been really shitty to be far away from you. Because, like, Ash is here. And so, like, otherwise it would be like, I'm so far away from you and Ash. Oh, and Channy's here, too. Um, but, so it's just me. So it's just, just you. You're the. Yeah. You're literally all alone. Um, I, mean, I know. I'm aware. <laughs> soon you will not be. Um... I guess, yeah, my thorn is that I haven't really had that much sex. And I kind of thought I was going to come here and, like, clean up. But I'm having sex tomorrow. Um, Well, I'm very excited about that for you. Yeah. And thank you, everyone, for listening to all of our Pride bonus episodes. And as we said, the day this airs, as you are listening right now, if it is still Tuesday, June 28th, tonight is our first ever live show like a virgin live at three dollar bill in brooklyn tickets are probably still available we have merch we have merch oh my god we revealed it online we have three crazy sexy cool hats that you can buy exclusively at our live show you do not want to miss it so if you want more information if you want to buy tickets um, please buy them in advance because they are cheaper in advance than they are at the door you can go to either of our instagrams or you can go to our burner insta at like a virgin for 2069 and follow the link to buy tickets and come see us it's gonna be so much fun see you there thank you so much to our producer phoebe unter light of our life fire of our loins and to our whole team at iHeart. Happy Pride! Happy Pride! You can break my soul. You can break my soul. You can break my soul. Release your job. Release your trade. Release your cock. Release you your You you inside, but you ain't that outside. <laughs> Release your ketamine. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.